0: Adam Blast Mother I'm Aleph
1: And I'm Sono And this is Machine Sentai Kira Major Episode 23 Mabushina's Mother And episode 24 We're gonna band together uh, that's... And I think it is required that you say it like Yeah,
0: that. no, I mean, yeah It's, you have to have the impression in there That like there's a beat And you lean in Band and wink together
1: It's a dad yeah. joke you gotta say it like a dad joke. Oh
0: man, it's a title that would murder Fua.
1: <laughs> it would. If only he was here.
0: Yeah. If only. Sigh.
1: Our writer for episode 23 is Shida Ayumi, and for 24 is Inoue Tete. Um, our episode director is Takemo- Takemoto Noboru.
0: And yeah, these were uh, f- fun and also a weird couple episodes.
1: Yeah. They were very cute, though. Oh, yeah. They were very, very cute episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so...
0: But also just weird.
1: Yes, very, very weird.
0: In, in you know, that good, good Sentai way, but just one of those times where I, I couldn't help but realize, oh, yeah, Sentai is weird sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, that's a good thing to remember, because, I don't know, you, you watch enough of, of the Toei Tokusatsu stuff, and you're you, you lose some of the wonder that you had at first. Because I just I keep thinking back to the first time I saw what was it? Uh, Superhero Tyson? The first one? And I'm just like,
1: yeah, what
0: am I seeing?
1: I mean, look, my first Sentai was Go-Onger.
0: <laughs> my first one was go And I'm just like, wow, there's a Sentai that does that? And let me tell you going back to go after you've seen mm, I'm gonna say like three quarters of the ones they're talking about is a very different experience.
1: Yeah, no, I need to do that because I had only watched three at the time that I'd watched Go Um, and I don't actually remember a lot of the Sentai specific episodes. I remember the the like Go Kaijer plot episodes mm-hmm. way better, because uh, I just didn't retain them because I didn't know who they were talking to. Yeah. Like this is like this is kind of the the reference point I have for how well I retained. S- things related to sentai i hadn't watched i fully believed that kai from maji ranger was not a prior sentai character and was going to be a major villain of the show
0: <laughs> i mean look i can
1: see how you'd get there i don't know how i completely missed that he was the main character of maji ranger he j-
0: he has a very different energy
1: yeah no it's just i got to the end of that episode and i'm like like i thought he was going to be kind of what bosco ended up being mm. But I, like, didn't process at all that he was from Maji Ranger or any kind of prior sentai. I just thought he was a dude that was gonna be evil.
0: You know, it makes sense. I can see how you'd get there. Because, like, it, yeah, again, it makes sense.
1: So, you know, I need to go back to, to Gokaija one of these days and just see what I remember, what I don't. And, uh, how differently I take in information.
0: Is a thing I definitely advise everyone do. If you can.
1: It is very weird when I listen to Superhero Getter though, and I, you know, you get to the last verse, and I'm like, okay, and then there's gonna be another verse after this, and I'm like, oh no, wait, no, this this stops at Go because that's what this is the ending theme for.
0: Yeah, I honestly I feel like they should just do a new version of it every oh five years or so. Every time there's enough yeah. to fill up a verse, because I know they did for Jujur, yeah. but also like. Mm, she,
1: Oh, that's right.
0: Shuochu's not very good, so...
1: No. But it's like, there's been a decade of Sentai since then. Yeah. So I expect there to be much more of the song, and then, like, I hit, um, you know, Shinkenger and Ghostsager, and I'm like, oh no, wait, the song is over.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, to get to the to the main point of the show, it's just, you know, these are good episodes, and hey, good episodes that made me think of Gokaiger, which is also good, and also by the same head writer. So, uh, But before we get into the good stuff and, and all the things we and what they made us think about, let's let's get the bad stuff out of the way, and, and Sono, I hope you don't mind, I'm going to start us off this week, uh, which is to say that the biggest problem with both of these episodes is that we see neither hide nor hair of Numajo, nor even Minjo. What the heck, Kira Major? You can't just introduce them and then stop. That's true. I will say, we did get a nearly acceptable amount of Mabi so I'll let them off the hook here. Fair enough. It's, it's nearly acceptable. Because, like, I think we can both agree uh, she is the sensational character find of 2020.
1: Yes. Um, but to get into some more, like, episode-specific yeah. things, um, Takamichi, honey, baby... I understand their motivation at the potential of, I guess, if the stone she's in breaks, Mabu Yune will die for reals. But, like, kiddo, you gotta stop lying people to air quotes protect them.
0: Yeah, like, that needs to stop being a thing he does. Or, if it continues to be a thing he does, like, I would like to see it blow up in his face catastrophically at least once, because, you know, that kind of, of manipulating of people, it's it's not good. Cool motive, still lying and also infantilizing some grown people. And he only seems to do it to ladies, which, um, hmm. It's, uh...
1: To be fair, he doesn't seem to know a lot of dudes, That's though. True. And I, it, like, I don't feel like he wouldn't do this to his dad. That,
0: yeah, no, it's just, it's one of those things where I just, I keep, it keeps hitting me weird. I don't know.
1: I mean, I, f- I feel that, um, but I don't feel like he wouldn't do it to a dude If he had the opportunity, I just don't think he knows as many dudes that aren't like his brother who already knows more about the situation than he does. Point. Their mom is this boss warrior mage? I'm pretty sure if he just told her from the get-go what happened, she'd get so mad that she would bust out of that crystal into her body That would materialize out of her pure rage and go beat up Garza and then Emperor Yodon, and we could just call it a day.
0: Which, like, look, I understand from a metal level why they wouldn't do that, because, you know, this is probably the midpoint of the show, and having Mabu Uine just fix everything, uh, you know, it... it...
1: Yeah, I mean, the show does have another half of it to happen,
0: but... But in-universe, no no reason, because... Like, like you said, she's she's a skilled battle mage uh, and also she's clearly a grown woman and I gotta believe if they would just start things with Hey mom, mom, us, your children, are okay but you're gonna need to brace yourself for some bad news. Because like, it really seemed like the emotional fragility or whatever was mostly that she couldn't take a certain kind of surprise. Which, hey, I get that. Like... If, when I hit my super anxious stretches, like, my cat reaching up to try and get my attention for food, because what he does, he just, like, reaches up and, like, touches my thigh when I'm sitting down, right? If I'm in a really bad way, that much will nearly give me an anxiety attack. It's not fun. But, like, if I know things are coming, I can at least brace to handle it, and I won't end up a crying mess. So, like, you know, try and talk to her, guys. Just let her know some when she's like oh no did something bad happen mom mom you need to take a breath or whatever the equivalent of that is because then we could have just even if she wasn't gonna bust out and like reform her body from the the particulate mass of of the guardian stone or whatever like at least you could talk to her like mom take a breath it's gonna be fine
1: but yo kira Major you cannot scare me by having this whole episode happen and then having her mom be like oh i'm so tired and then like please take care of the earth and acting like her running out of energy means she's gonna like die and then disney sequel fake out death me by having her just like go back to sleep my heart can't take that i'm an old lady
0: yeah no that's that's fair but i i do hope though that we can get a bit at some point where her slumbering stone dreams bubble up into reality and that's what makes a new robot or something or maybe they'll just go full Ava and let her turn into a new stone which itself becomes a new robot then yeah. like mabushina can pilot it i don't know i think i think that'd be cool that that could be the kirame queen i don't know i'm just i'm spitballing and i'm really attached to the terrible pun that is kirame queen But uh, from there, that takes us to 24.
1: Okay, so I'm a little confused by this kid. Um, Because I get that he's scared because surgery is scary. Mm -hmm. Even as an adult, I, too, am afraid of surgery. And he's got some kind of illness? Injury?
0: Condition, anyway, yeah.
1: I, I don't know, they don't go anywhere near explaining it very non specific um, but whatever it is it means he won't be able to play the guitar unless he gets the surgery and that he's trying to mask his fear by convincing himself he doesn't really care about music even though he does um but the way he acts seems more like he pretends he doesn't care about music because he just doesn't actually think he's very good and there's never this moment of him actually expressing how much he really does love music And I guess maybe it's supposed to be implied by the fact that when he hears his song he breaks out of the, like, darkness depression and is brave enough to get the surgery? But, I don't know, he just- he seems more okay with having the surgery when Sayo tells him she likes the song or when he gets to hear it performed and see people enjoying it. But never has this moment of, no, this is this thing I really love and I want to make people happy with it and I want to pursue it. But I'm afraid of failure, and I am projecting being afraid of surgery onto that. Yeah. So it never quite sticks? Yeah, it... Or, like, hits quite right? No,
0: it it always feels a little, just like, three degrees off. Which is a shame, because, I don't know, I, I just kept hoping for a version of that moment from the end of uh, Blue Blazes, oh, Aoi Hono where they they talk about the intensity of creative pursuit and how it's gratifying and terrifying and humbling and a lot of responsibility and all these other things, too. But, you know, if it's in you, you got to do it. And I just... I kind of hoped the kid would have that moment because, I don't know, I approve of his rock and roll dreams. Even though they're... it's more pop, but modern pop is descended from rock and roll anyway
1: also i refuse to believe that this speaker monster is faster than senna is like the girl's whole thing is running i know it would be kind of a waste of time to have her chase him since he has to escape because we need the rest of the episode to happen but they could have at least had her like run around the corner and see him like yodan portaling out of there or something and have just been a little far behind because he got a head start yeah I don't know, it just felt weird that, like, he ran off and Senna's the one to, like, start to run after him and then be like, oh no, he was too fast.
0: Yeah, don't negate the premise, Kira Major. Rule one, that's her thing.
1: Also, why in the world would Juru assume that everyone else on the team has some kind of musical background?
0: That's a very good question. (laughs)
1: Because he just walks up to them and is like, y'all know how to do music, right? And I'm like, why is, why is he being asked to play guitar for his school festival? He's, an, he's like a drawing artist. He's not a musical artist. Um, I mean, I guess it's reasonable to assume that Shigeru has some kind of training if he's seen Bass Attorney, which, by the way, is hilarious, both as an Ace Attorney joke, And that they made a joke about Bingo from Zero One, which I can say for sure is deliberate because both actors were tweeting each other about it after the episode aired.
0: All I know is, Um, like, I did not realize that last part, but all I know is over here we had to pause the episode because we were laughing so hard at the base attorney thing. Because that's so good. It's hysterical. I want to watch that movie. Um, But, like,
1: if he's seen that, or at least, like, heard of it, which he obviously has, it's- it's- you know, reasonable to believe. Like, okay, you probably learned some basics of how to play the bass guitar while doing that, Uh, but why would he assume that Senna, a track athlete, (laughs) and Tamitomo, an esports player, would have any kind of musical training at all?
0: It is a really strange assumption. Unless, of course, it turns out that Japan is like much better and more universal about musical education than i would imagine but i don't i have no evidence I, I
1: can't imagine it's enough that you can just like join a band on a whim yeah it's... and know how to play a song in like eight hours yeah it's
0: it's really it's weird
1: man when juru asked what's a jukebox i felt as though i was punched directly in the face um, Kira Major, please don't do this to me or to the parents at home who are watching this show with their children. We're tired. Yeah.
0: I mean, like, sure, it's funny, but wow, that is mean. <laughs> it again, funny. So mean. What's a jukebox? Ouch. Are
1: are jukeboxes still a thing? I, mean, I don't know why they wouldn't be. Do they still put them like in diners and stuff? Yeah,
0: I- why wouldn't they? Who doesn't like it's, it always seemed like a decent source of revenue.
1: Oh yeah, I would spend like five bucks.
0: Unless of course.
1: And then you you know, then you know you're gonna do what's exactly 21 times. <laughs>
0: Cause I'm just like, boy ever since, ever since that joke got around I imagine a lot of jukeboxes just got unplugged. <laughs> Cause you know just at least once a week there's just some person coming in just like <laughs> what's new pussycat, what's new cat what's new pussy cat it's not unusual what's new pussy cat but also like just don't have tom jones on your jukebox you'll be fine
1: yeah just don't put those songs in there and it'll it'll work itself out okay so this isn't really a thing at all it's it's not even a bad thing it just i felt weird putting it under good stuff because it kind of like took me out of the moment for a second but they made such a big deal about Jiru having to hide his identity as Kirame Red from his classmate. So Sayo just being like, I'm just gonna untransform and show this kid that I'm Kiramei Pink. Like, I know it was to get him to understand the severity of the situation and that she is someone who cares about him, and that's why she's doing so much to try and help him, but the suddenness of it was just like, isn't this supposed to be a secret? but then again they all just walk around outside in the kira major uniforms so like i don't know anymore
0: yeah that that threw me off too because unless you want to explain that lots of people wear these weird old uniforms just for reasons i i look look i realized that maybe not everyone would make the connection between those outfits and the weird color-coded superheroes who wear the exact same colors as them but that's uh, weird Especially since, honestly, like, if they just tell people, hey, what up, I'm out there, you, you know that giant monster that uh, the giant robot murdered? Yeah? And and how there's all these weird monster people with weird heads, and they keep getting beat up by superheroes? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm one of those superheroes. Here, let me prove it. Can I just be excused from work whenever a thing happens? I realize that there would be bosses who'd be like, no, you're fired. But also, like... <laughs> I'd, I'd be like, oh yeah, sure, man, go for it. <laughs> you just, you know, let us know. It, it just smoothed over a lot of problems, but then I realized that that's the secret identity thing all over, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but then, like, half the time, I don't know in these shows if it's supposed to be secret. Yeah. Like, I was I was talking about Double the other yeah. day, and I was never really sure if, it was supposed to be a secret that they were Double? Because Shotro puts the bike outside?
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he certainly does that. Yeah, that's a very good question, actually.
1: I have to imagine on some level it is, because, you know, Museum knows what Double is, and I have to assume that if they knew, like, they could follow it home, they'd find Philip. Mm.
0: And also, if
1: but also he puts the bike outside. Yeah,
0: and it's it's not exactly what you might call a, a common or easily mistaken bike.
1: Yeah, and I mean like the 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 Revel Gary like drives out from under this building. That's not hard to spot.
0: No, it's it is a giant car thing.
1: Also, this the fact that you know Philip was taken by his ex-wife's best friend. I have to imagine that he knows where that guy lives.
0: Yeah, but also he's probably aware that he's dead, because, I mean...
1: Oh, yeah, definitely, because he died, like, in his warehouse, yeah. but you know, if, like, they knew Shotaro was there, and they knew he took Philip, if he came in with, with Narmi, I have to imagine if they were really invested in going there to get him back, they'd have to know where it is. Yeah, Yeah, I don't I don't know, so it's- I've always, like, your very quickly did away with the idea of it being a secret identity. Because in, like, episode four, everyone already knows. But, I don't know, like, in a lot of these shows, it's either hard to tell, or I just don't understand the conceit of it being a secret identity. Yeah, no. Or it's something like, like Decker Ranger, where they're like, this is not a secret, this is our 9-to-5 it- job.
0: Yeah, so many of them are very- I don't know they they they're very nebulous with it which really impacts the drama. It's like when Common uh, Rider Drive was going to get unveiled as Common Rider Drive, but it's like, well, I mean, don't people know that this guy is a cop? I guess they don't.
1: Yeah, like in, in that it was like, well, who cares? What does that change? Like I think back to Maji Ranger because we talked about Maji Ranger last time where like the the reds, the red had this crush on a girl who had a crush on Maji Red and didn't know that they were the same person. And I feel like in that case, like, it wasn't so much a secret identity, as just they didn't tell people, and people just kind of found out over time. Mm. Uh, cause I, th- I think it was also kind of a thing in Bokenger that it was supposed to be secret. Uh, cause I remember early on that Sakura was trying to hide who she was from this kid. Or like, she had given the kid something and was like, you can only give this back to me. And then tried to get it when she was pink, and the kid's like, I don't know you. I can't give this to you. And she's like, I can't- I can't untransform in front of the kid. But they weren't around civilians and- but they would also, like, go to civilians and be like, hi, we're the Bokengers. We're here to, like, protect your treasure. But I guess in that- it never really bothered me in that case, because there were so few situations where they made a thing of it- being a se- I think it was more that they were supposed to be, like, a, a semi-secret agency.
0: Well, that really is negated by the whole, you know, they have whole uniforms with the, the name of the semi-secret agency on it.
1: Well, there's also, like, a museum that's a front for the semi-secret agency. I guess, so. Uh... I don't know, it's, they don't make as much of a thing about it as this show seems to about it being a secret identity, which is kind of where Kira Major is getting me on yeah. it. Because there are very few shows where it's actively been a problem for me. But here they keep saying, like, they keep acting like it's a big deal that this is a secret identity. This is the second time in three episodes that this has come up.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, it's a, it's a very good point. I, I wish they, I don't know, I wish I knew why it's a secret. Because, <laughs> like, normally it, it's like, oh, well, you don't want them to go after your family. It's like, uh, I don't know, do any of these people have family? <laughs> Anyway, I suppose we can... Let's move on out of that, because that's just a a spiral that I think we could go on for a few hours, at least. Probably. And uh, instead get on to the good stuff with these episodes, because, you know, again, good stuff these episodes.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's mostly good stuff. These are really cute episodes. I feel like most of the stuff we brought up is really, really nitpicky stuff. Oh, yeah,
0: but, you know... Um, that
1: is kind of meaningless in the long run But it's what we
0: yeah, do And hey, we don't. it's nice that we don't have Enough problems that we can get Really big on I'm very happy about that, actually
1: Okay, so 23 sets this precedent That Crystallians have this Secret way of moving their souls Into other gems if needed mm. Which I'm pretty sure is Setting up that Oridon is still Going to be alive somehow oh. Where? I don't know, but somehow oh,
0: Yeah, absolutely, because he's the best at all things Crystallian and then some so yeah he's still out there besides he's got to be beaming into Juru's head from somewhere
1: yeah uh, but it was super cute that like when it was announced everyone got excited that Mabushina would get to see her mom and it and like the girls all kind of rally around her and the dudes are like cheering and it was just really sweet to get to see the whole team get excited like that together yeah. That, you know, something good was happening for one of them. Yeah,
0: and it, it just, it felt like a really big win, even though, like, you know, it's just sort of a, hey, actually, it turns out. But it felt like a good win, and the sort of thing that I sort of imagine we'll be anchoring ourselves around, because uh, we're going to need something to rally around when things get intense around, uh, 30 or so. Because that's that's usually when the big, oh, crap moment is.
1: Yeah. So as much as I'm a little eh on um, Takamichi setting up another elaborate lie for everyone to get caught in, um, I do like the reveal that Mabi Uine does not deal in halves.
0: No, she does not.
1: Uh, she does everything of 11, be it fighting Yodan or loving her family. She is amazing. Yeah,
0: there is no molecule in that rock nor spark in her soul that has ever even thought about messing around, and I'm here for it because it's honestly, it's been a long time since we had a mom in a Toei Tokusatsu, like, generally. So it's nice that we, that when we do get this one, uh, she rules. (laughs) Like, I know she is a queen, and therefore, like, by definition, yes, she's a ruler, but like, no, she rules, actually.
1: (laughs) She is so awesome. Um, I love that she stomps into the flashback, like, Yo, nerd, let me show you your own potential by turning it into a laser and firing it out of my face. Like, she does this with such authority. There's no, like, Aw, son, here, let me help you figure this thing out. She's like, Hey, no, just do this, and I'm gonna show you how dang cool your mom is. And,
0: like, look, she does show us how cool she is. She is hella cool, actually.
1: For the two weeks since this episode aired, I've been laughing at this bit from uh, the beginning of the history of everything, I guess, where uh, Bill Wurtz is explaining how the ozone formed, but then changing it in my head to Takamichi and Mabushina just being like, our mom is a deadly laser. (laughs) I I really love the history of everything. Um, and I, like, that line specifically has always been very funny to me. I mean, it is. And it just, like, my brain just got stuck on that. Because, like, I don't know, look, they opened this episode with this flashback to Mami Yuine shooting a laser out of her face. And, like, y'all had to expect me to fixate on it because it's amazing. Uh,
0: yeah. And also, like, the sun is a deadly laser. Like, that's such a good line. So yeah, adapting it to our mom as a deadly laser, heck yeah. But also, like, our tokusatsu mom really is a deadly laser. And I look forward to her carving, carving Emperor Yodan in twain, because you know she gonna. Yes,
1: god, I can only hope. I I can only or hope. Or at
0: the very least, like, you know, gonna roll up to uh, Numajo and just be like, Hey, what's up? I lived, witch. And then just laser her. <laughs>
1: Oh, God, yeah. I
0: really, like, I'm honestly hoping that someone does the translation just, I lived, witch. Because, <laughs> I mean, look, I'm, I'm not above a meme, is what I'm saying.
1: I'm not above a good meme. But also, like, she's just going full of force at being a mom, and the absolute drama of Mabushina just, like, tripping and stumbling, <laughs> and not even really seeming all that hurt. Like, Just the fact that she does it and she goes so hard. Like, I wish she was going to be a permanent fixture in this show instead of a sometimes food.
0: Honestly, the one and only defense of the decision to make her a sometimes food is that Mabuyune is so extra she'd take over and overshadow the entire show without even trying.
1: I mean, that is fair.
0: But also, like uh, you know, there's worse things she could do.
1: I also love that we're coming back to Crystallian Theater. Yeah! And not just theater, but musical theater? Yeah, it is. They have musical theater? It is so
0: cool, dude.
1: Like, I love it, but it's also kind of weird when you think about it, since creative works have been kind of said to be, like, a thing only Oridon can do. But I guess a lot of their theater seems to be based around, like, possibly true-ish folklore. So maybe these are things that started out as, like, imitation, and spinning out from something that exists is more possible for them than making up something from nothing. Um, and music is also interesting, but they do chime when they laugh, so they are sort of a naturally musical species. So like, notes already exist, they just have to decide on orders and combinations. And I feel like talking about it this way makes it sound like I'm diminishing the hard work that goes into both theater and music, but trust me, I'm not. I have done some study of both, and I have an incredibly high amount of respect for the hard work and study that goes into not only learning, but mastering those crafts, and how much specifically the two of them shape our culture. Um, I'm just kind of trying to logic my way around how a culture presented to us as specifically non-creative can still pull off these really big cultural, creative pieces of art. Um, Or maybe just Oradin and the kings before him, who I presume were also kings because they had this creative spark, are just writing all these songs and plays themselves? I mean... But I don't know how I feel about that.
0: Yeah, same, because... That was going to be my headcanon, get-around-it, no-prize thing, but it does annoy me, because, like, more than anything, I want to see the those off-Broadway rock plays. The, the ones even made by, apparently, the, the uncreative people. I still want to see what it's like when uncreative people try and do culture. That sounds amazing and weird. But it's just it's just a thing where the that art shouldn't be the providence of of the upper classes it's not a thing only they get to do but i guess especially but especially since in this episode they murder a monster that is classism i i get the impression the show doesn't really think that way but it's just it's a weird hiccup in the lore and I hope they just keep forgetting about it while also letting crystallia have a culture so I cannot imagine that the king is literally the source of the people's souls because I mean look I get that he's important and he's cool and he's a decent king but also uh we're we're not royalists over here <laughs> so
1: yeah i'm I think I think I'm gonna lean more into my like certain types of creative things are probably easier. Where you know, like spinning out of a King Arthur tale and just getting more and more fantastical with it, is maybe easier than, you know, having like having a blank canvas in front of you and having to make up something to put
0: yeah, on it. Like if if Origins the guy who's, or or honestly, like my thing, maybe he's just the guy who's the best at it, and that's why he gets to be king. I don't know. It's just it's a weird hiccup in the in the hashtag lore. And I just, I don't want that to be the case because I really want to imagine all of the weird off-Broadway plays that these rocks put on.
1: Um, Also, I love the character designs of the thief group that they show. Like, they're all really distinct and you can get a really good sense of everyone's personality just, like, looking at them. Even in these really simple, like, black and white kind of like paper cut-ish drawings and it's neat that they kind of shuffle up the roles in as they would pertain to a sentai team with yellow being the leader and red being the playboy and blue kind of being the nerd pink and green i guess are sort of switched because green is supposed to be like the fun bubbly rich girl and like and pink is the more like kind of I don't want to actually use the word seductive, but that's the word that's, that they yeah. used. That feels weird in a children's show. Yeah, I, don't, I... I can get it within the context of the Crystallian play, but applying that back to, like, a Sentai team. But, you know, you have the one, you have the one, you normally have one of the girls, which is normally the pink, who is the more, uh, like, very happy, calm, bubbly one, and then you have the other girl who is usually yellow, um who's kind of like the cool one. Like the cool tough one. And they do kind of flip that, I guess, in this, but in it kind of feels like they're not since in Kira Major. Green is the kind of the the fun tomboy and pink is the really cool put together one. Um so their roles are a little more similar to how they actually are.
0: Yeah, which Honestly, that was a real bummer, because I-, I enjoyed the laugh, especially the bits where we see Sh- Shiguru going whole hog on his role, and and just honestly a lot of fun suit acting in this, but the girls not getting to change things up was a real missed opportunity. Especially since, again, it's just the suit actors doing it. That's that's fine. Speaking of, though, I, I always appreciate an episode which exists basically to give the suit actors a chance to show off what they can do and that's kind of yes. a lot of the middle of of this episode.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it, it was really good and I I do kind of like that Shigeru got to draw on that nerdy guy he played in the goth girl drama.
0: I just I love that he goes into battle with with the backpack and the 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 headband.
1: Oh yeah. That was... I love when they put extra things on a sentai Yes,
0: it's, it's comedy gold.
1: It, it is always the best thing. It is the reason why Boken Red Good Luck form is so iconic. Yeah. Um, but they also, in that illustration, look so distinctly crystallian, which is incredibly impressive given that this is a fictional world with a fictional culture that we don't really know a whole lot about. Mm. We've seen like... Three and a half Crystallians. But I feel like there's gotta be a little show bible somewhere with notes on the culture and what the face patterns are supposed to look like and what the clothing design is like. And all these little things are really done so well that you don't really even notice them until you sit and think about it, which kind of would make this feel real to a kid. Yeah, and
0: it, like, it does. It feels... I mean, like, it does it feel real real no but it feels drama real like i definitely believe that if i were to exist in that universe cristalia is a real place and if i were to ask mabushina the character questions about her home she would have a lot of really interesting answers and that's that's something great and on on top of that it it sort of goes back to what we were talking about uh with imagination Because again, even if we posit that a king is telling these stories and drawing them out, and by the way, I'd be okay with that, kind of, because that would explain why all the art looks very similar and also really cool. But at the same time, like, if those thieves did exist and they're like folk heroes, they'd have to be using all sorts of creative faculties to do that job, because if you're going to be a seductress... You gotta be able to think on your feet. The the clever playboy. He's gotta be able to do his cons. The the leader, etc. Like that's a lot of creativity going on, and it's just, I don't know. It's a weird thing.
1: Try and face me after you're in the same tax bracket. Is the sickest burn I've ever heard in my life. Like someone gives Shida Ayumi a medal because that line is great. Yeah, it. And I may steal it one I day. Mean,
0: look, it's really good. Because Safe Jamin or Safe Marskman or whatever they're going to call him, like he's probably my favorite one of the the monsters of the week after Reset Button. Because he's he's just got so much character, and also when he gets got, oh, it felt good. <laughs> Yes it did. It's just like, yeah.
1: I adore the bit when Takamichi like calls them and is like, guys, you gotta pretend to be actors and Shigeru just walks in like, excuse me, what do you mean pretend? <laughs> and gets super super dramatic because this isn't even T V acting, this is theater. Like Mabuine may be the like hashtag drama queen, but she's got some competition in Shigeru. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Dude's all about that drama. And everyone's punking on him here, and he cannot stand it. Which, again, makes sense.
1: Though I also love that when you know he's he's trying to like, cause he's the only actual actor in the room, so he kind of you know assumes that leader role. And then they're like, "Oh yeah, Takamichi, you're you're the yellow one. You're the star." And he's he's just like, "I have been betrayed. <laughs> Betrayal. Yeah. Top ten anime deaths.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, it. How much would that suck?" That poor kid. But also, like, the way his actor pulled those expressions off was just perfect, because that dude goes from so reserved to so incredibly over-the-top so very well.
1: He is he is really incredible. I He's definitely someone to keep an eye on after this show.
0: Absolutely.
1: I feel like he's going to be going places.
0: I really hope so. He deserves it.
1: I do really love Ordin instilling these, like, values of kindness right into the culture. Mm. Or, you know, that that's such a big thing in their culture. Just, like, be good to each other is a guiding cultural principle for Crystallians, and that was really nice. I hope a lot of kids hold on to that idea about giving and receiving kindness.
0: Yeah, because it's a good way to just be. Cause even if you can't always give back twice what you get, that's a good principle to cling to and a good thing to seek to do. And and knowing that it is a well known saying on Crystallia honestly gives Garza whole new dimensions of suck. Cause like, dang, whole culture's about trying to give back to others and do just want to take, take, take. Man, yeah. Garza sucks. Man,
1: Garza's awful. He's the worst. I love
0: him. He's a great villain. Oh, wow, he's just so awful.
1: Oh yeah, it, and it's like that's the thing. The the fact that he is so terrible is why we love him. Yeah. Cuz it's it's just so fun how terrible he yeah.
0: is. And just cuz every the more you think about him, the worse he gets cuz every time I I appreciate that every time you think, "Oh man, he's going to he's going to have a uh uh he's going to show us his softer side he's going to he's going to turn it around he's going to maybe show that he has some decency in him deep down or or that his grudge is because he feels he's been wronged somehow and it's just like no no
1: no he's yeah he just terrible. sucks real bad
0: <laughs> again i just i still love hey what's up i also know the shame of being a little brother let me power you up so that you can get one over on your older brother Oh, hey, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Ah, uh, wait, why is it killing me? <laughs> I hate you. Die. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> oh,
1: he's so awful.
0: He's so bad.
1: I did feel really bad for, like, little Mabushina, though, when she was too nervous to sing in front of her sick mother. Like obviously she wants to return the kindness to her mother and the only reason I can think that she'd hesitate is worrying that like it wouldn't be good enough or that if she's supposed to return like twice the kindness is her singing really worth that like is it worth twice the love that her mother has given her especially
0: if she like if she thinks she's gonna flub it then like oh no I have not I have compounded the badness because I have insulted my mother
1: yeah Like, she seems like she grew up a little sheltered, which, you know, she is royalty, that happens. But, like, her mom is so cool, and we know she inherited a lot of that coolness and strength with the way that she faced down Crunchula. So I just, I felt bad that, like, baby Sheena didn't have that confidence that she has now.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, you know, we just talked about how much Garza sucks, this is one more way that Mabushin is great. Because, like, girl's yes. got self-esteem problems, even though she's an awesome, chill, hardcore space rock princess. And it just... It feels like a lot of the show is about her slowly overcoming her low self-esteem and maybe getting a better perspective on herself. And I'm I'm happy every time we see evidence of that, because, one, hashtag relatable. Like, I I'm not as cool as she is, but... Like I have definitely had problems with yieldy, low self esteem, and I don't know. Seeing her, seeing her fight her way past it is is really is really beautiful.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, I feel that. Yeah. I love her. These are all the reasons that I She's love her. She's such... just I just I felt bad, because I'm like, no, your mom's gonna love you no matter what you
0: yeah, do. Yeah, but look
1: how cool she, she is. She doesn't. You have good parents. Yeah, she does.
0: But I guess it's you know it's that thing like it. Sometimes your low self-esteem, it's just, it's hardwired in you.
1: Yeah, n- again, I feel, yeah. I feel that, I know it. Yeah. I just, she's a good baby and I want her to be happy. Me too.
0: Like, I i love that absurdly cool space rock.
1: I also adore the bit where they're like, okay, now we're gonna watch the play on TV! And Mabu is just like, oh honey, you don't watch theater on TV. <laughs> Takamichi, grab us a folding chair, we're gonna, we're going right now. Come on, Come on. snap snap kids. <laughs> Um, like, again, she does everything at 11, and I love her to death.
0: Yeah, she, again, she rules, and I hope she comes back soon, because that was, that was just, oh no, no, you don't, oh hey, we got front row seats, excellent, (laughs) it's just so good. I also love that the
1: Kirame stones just, like, come along, because they're like, we do not know what to do, we are so deep in this, we just need as many people around to lie as we can get. Yeah,
0: we, we gotta back each other up, man. It's so good.
1: I also appreciate that this monster imparting the importance of two-factor authentication. Like, take a lesson, kids. 1Password is easy to crack, but having redundancies keeps your accounts safe.
0: and, like, it's just a good idea, dang it. No such thing as an unhackable password, but you add in other elements, and things will quickly become too complicated to even bother with. So, like, hey, good on you, safe job, you horrible, horrible man who gets got gloriously. <laughs> we'll get to it.
1: I also love that the, the famous climax of this like high melodrama theatrical experience a is a pop song that seems to come out of nowhere in the plot. Yeah,
0: And look, I'm here for it. Because I, I just want there to be an episode that is nothing but Crystallian theater. Because if that's how they end a melodrama about some thieves... Uh, like i'm here for it like oh no every, the drama's really tense and then just someone straight up walks in from from what was it upstage or like the, the the back of the back part of the stage it's been so long since i've done any theater stuff
1: that's upstage yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: and like just someone walks in from upstage just singing an insert song or honestly like kind of a mid-tier eurovision number during the big reveal of the mystery that sounds amazing that's how they should do the the clip show god just yeah. what is the clip show uh we don't it's not even really a clip show it's just a bunch of these cool shadow puppet shadow art things uh that describe what happens and then mabushina sings a new song over like and what will happen it just it'd be great
1: It was also just really cute getting to see her sing and get some spotlight and have the confidence to do so because she just loves her mom so much that she doesn't want to see her in distress. Yeah,
0: and honestly, I really loved it as a character moment. And also just as a chance to have this weird sort of silly thing happen, but for it to also have a good amount of emotional heft behind it
1: and it was it was cute that she got this nice little costume change and all the kirame stones come in to like help and sing with her
0: yeah i mean seriously her her costume change was great and the kirame stones as backup performers it just like i know it's kind of redundant to say but it made the whole moment sing for me just so beautiful
1: like there's a level on which it felt kind of forced but the whole thing was so sweet and fun that i honestly do not care like, because what the kids are going to remember and take away from this is how fun that moment was. And that Mabushina did what she was afraid to do in order to protect someone she cared about. And that takeaway is way more important than the slight awkwardness of getting the musical number into the episode.
0: But also, like, I just love that they worked this hard to get the musical number in. They, they had to crowbar that sucker in and they made it work. But also, I
1: love that Mabuine realized that Mabushina taking this drastic step outside of her comfort zone means that oh, there is way more going on here than she originally thought. Because this is her baby's way of going to war, and it kind of gives her the courage to get her get her act together and be like, okay, yeah, time to help out. I I am battle mage. I need to go shoot a laser.
0: <laughs> also, like. It just hit me how macross a sentiment that is, actually. Like, how do we know she's going to war? Pop music. But but seriously, like, Mabuena's calm acceptance of what this all is and what it means, honestly, it kind of drove it home for me. It made the whole thing feel that much heavier. And that's real impressive as a performance, because, like, it's from a crown being shaken by people's hands that are reacting to a static face helmet. <laughs> Like, when you stop and think about the layers they're working with, that's really impressive.
1: Yeah, there is some really impressive acting between Mabushina and Mabu Yuine in this episode, when you look at the bones of yeah. it.
0: I mean, you know, it's just, it's two really good voice performances, bolstered by two really good bits of suit acting. Admittingly, it's two bits of suit acting done by one person, because one of them has to just wiggle the ground
1: one of them is just waving the thing around
0: I mean honestly they're very good at it because they do make it look like it's you know much like when they're holding the kirame stones it's like it definitely looks almost like it's being pulled under its own power which you know considering that it's absolutely not the case that's, that's impressive
1: Look, this even more makes me want Mabushina to be able to use the crown to transform and have her mom as her Kirame stone partner. Because, like, how awesome would that yeah, be?
0: That would, at the risk of, of repeating myself, that would rule.
1: Like, there's even this other cockpit in Dashark, yeah. and it's white. Like, and Mabuyuine, just being in the robot, makes her able to fire a laser from it. Like, they can just give Mabushina that robot made of her dad's special train and the Kirame stone that saved her from the curse. Like, it writes itself, and I'm really hoping this is all some kind of foreshadowing. I, I will
0: hope the same, because, like, give me. Because, like you said, it's the king's train, so part of Mabushina's growing up has got to be taking it over, right? And it's it's not like Juru would be having a problem with it. He'd be happy for her, because... You know he's got he's got Oriden beaming into his head anyway. Yeah, he's a good kid. Though, like, he's he's a good kid, but also he's kind of scary. Cause okay, this is a little thing, but the way he took out Safe man after they you know ripped his face off was brutal. Like, holy crap! It was Juru just shoves the gun blade into the safe that is you know this dude's head, and then. We get the close-up on him pulling the plasticky trigger, and then there's just this massive explosion, and bits of the of the back of the safe just fly out over the explosion. And, like, even if he's still talking and stumbling around, like, uh, wow. <laughs> I realize that kill the monster is just how Sentai do, but dang, Juru, you gotta be that thorough about it?
1: That was really brutal. Like, I I did kind of, like, stop and was like, oh, hey, uh, like, I don't know, maybe he got a little too into his role in the play?
0: I I guess, because he's a rich playboy, and as Safe Jumman shows, rich people can be pretty vicious, so, (laughs) I don't know, man, but I'm just like, dang, Jiru, I I don't normally say this, but take it down a notch.
1: Y'all, I do gotta point out, Machine Dashark does have laser knees
0: yes he does we are blessed with a second mascot at least the second that i can think of i feel like we would
1: i feel like there was another one yeah, probably
0: but i don't remember
1: yeah i i really don't re- i want to say it was in zoo Odor, but i'm not sure actually i'm i'm not sure i feel like there's a third one but i'm not gonna think too much yeah. about it
0: but you know hey laser knees
1: the thing i think yeah. is funny i mean
0: it is pretty funny
1: I do like that we're swapping the ending theme for character songs for, like, two months. I'm not sure if they've ever done that with a full character album. I feel like they've done it with, like, a couple individual songs. But it's a really cute, fun idea. I kind of hope that it isn't going to be eight full episodes of trying to force a musical number into every episode. Yeah. But, you know, 23 does it well enough and 24 builds the plot around it in a nice way. So, I don't know, we'll see what happens. I'll live one way or another. It's it's still a really cute idea and a great way to promote the character albums and just kind of a nice change of pace at the end of an episode. It makes me, <laughs> makes me wish Tokuger had done it uh, because they had really good character songs. Yeah, they did. And we would have gotten to see Wagon sing about taking selfies, and that's really the reason that I want
0: it. I mean, I I want I would have loved to to see them integrate or or make a music video for Akira's working on the railroad one. That was really fun. But like, look, I'm just I just want it on record that I'm really here for them just finding a way to shoehorn in a musical number, cause not for nothing. Kira Major kind of stumbles here and there, but, you know, that makes sense, what with having to, like, stop early on, and what feels like some pretty clear shuffling of arcs and episodes and ideas just around, though, like, now I mention that, I feel like the last Arakawa Sentai, you know, Gokaiger, had a pretty similar bit of shuffling around to do, too. So I guess if things are going to be chaotic, at least they can be chaotic in a way that's cute and sort of sweet and at least have a a fun theme behind them. And also with a, a head writer who's good at rolling with those sort of punches. So, you know, that's nice.
1: Also, the end screen implies that Hatake Minami will get a song, which I'm personally really excited for. And usually there's a villain song or two, so I hope that, like, we get... Like, a Garza and Crunchula duet. Oh, that'd be amazing. I thought we might in this episode. Or in- I thought, in, I thought we might in 24. Um. But- Like, I'd like to see that. Would that would
0: be really great. But mostly just on- On this one, I just want to throw out that I love that the origin voiceover is just like, Hey, check out my little girl. Look at her go. She's the best. Cause, like, look, I'm- I really dig on stories with complicated family dynamics, cause- you know, family dynamics be like that sometimes, and it's nice not to feel alone and to see them reflected and and to see something come out of them, because, you know, that's what often happens in stories. But at the same time, I also really love seeing media where the parents are just their kids' biggest fans. It's, it's really sweet. Anyway, but uh, that takes us into 24. Um,
1: I love that Sayo and her doctor friends just have a band. Like, just her and a couple other doctors are like, let's start a band for funsies. Um, like, that's really fun. And I also like that in the band Sayo's the drummer, like, you don't see a lot of female drummers out there, and I thought this was gonna maybe be her character song week, because it was, you know, her episode, but they really surprised me by having her play this really fundamental music role that kind of also lets her come out of the spotlight a little if she wants to.
0: Though, like, there was a long discussion over here as to whether or not Mio Kudo can play the drums, but if she can, I have found no evidence of it in a very cursory google search. So, you know, shrug. But yeah, it ruled that she was a drummer. That was really good. I kept wondering how much of it it was because, I don't know, maybe someone on staff is a Phil Collins fan? Because I bet she, like Phil, could just straight up be both the singer and the drummer if she wanted. But, you know, she's not a glory hog, so she's cool like that. Yeah.
1: Um, But, man, is there anything she can't do? Like, Kira Major, Prodigy Surgeon, Amazing Musician lyricist Sayo is too powerful for this world <laughs>
0: Truly, she is the sun which allows us all to shine that much brighter Also, okay Is it is it creepy if I po- point out that her outfit is really cute this episode? Because her outfit is really cute this episode
1: I mean, I don't think it's creepy to appreciate someone's sense of fashion Okay,
0: cool, I, you know, I just always worry
1: yeah, no, I mean it's, it's a cute I mean,
0: outfit I sure thought so, but anyway
1: I also love that this monster interrupts the team pose with his bad noise. Like, it's always fun when we can shake up the stock footage a little.
0: Yeah, that was so good. Honestly, I adore the noise monsters, just everything. I know I just said Safe Jaman was one of the best, but Noise Jaman, he's gotta be up there too. He's so good. And just so awful at the same time, because wow, what an evil power.
1: I do also really like the bit of them like, we're forming the band, and they're like Takamichi, can you play anything? No.
0: Yep. <laughs> it would... Honestly, one more way of, of edging me onto his side, because like, I may not uh, enjoy my inability to make sense of making music, but him being like the one guy who just can't in the whole crew, I don't know, it made me relate to him that much more. It's Also, it's nice to see the things that he doesn't know how to do.
1: Yes, it's, it is really cool when he's just bad yeah, at something.
0: because, you know, he doesn't spend a lot of time being bad at things.
1: But also, like, the idea of making him the roadie when a big, significant trait of his character is that he's got a lot of endurance and can lift heavy things. Like, that was a neat way to keep him included. Mm, good point. I also really love the lore drop of specifically music-related jaman getting power from attaching to humans. Um, it's a one, it's a really cool callback to Goth Idol and it sort of explains what was going on there and why that was the way it was. Um, and it also heightens that tension by explaining that, then cutting right to Yukio with speaker next to him and then immediately cutting away from that back to the team at band practice. It's a really nicely done little sequence. It really
0: is. And also, like you said, a, a fun bit of lore building also, and I think it was around this point, um, there's a shot where the the monster has absorbed Yukiya and we see, like, whatever you, what do you call, like, the, the visualizer on the front?
1: Oh, like an, like yeah, an equalizer?
0: Yeah. And it's just, like, lit up in the, in the mouth area. I don't know, man. That was sick and it really drove home that, yeah, he is being powered up by attaching to the kid and just drawing on all the kid's messy emotions that was really good
1: yeah um, i i adore garza busting in with the electric guitar to play some really awful heavy metal uh nothing against metal again it's its own learned skill set that i deeply respect because be able to be able to do that with your throat and not destroy yeah. it is incredibly difficult and not something i could do um garza's is just deliberately very mm. bad um, but just that he goes absolutely ham on it and is having such a good time that he keeps going even after the monsters already defeated because he just is he's lost the plot and is too busy enjoying himself and Crunchula is just like you know what I'm just going to let him have this one and I'm going to yeah, go
0: which you know smart move crunchula that's <laughs> don't don't get murdered by by garza for interrupting his his metal session also my partner informs me that while it is clearly not high-grade metal guitar work, it is at least competently done. So, you know, good on him.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, of course it's not high-grade stuff. Garza <laughs> sucks. He wouldn't put in the time to actually learn how to do it, like, really well. No, he
0: really wouldn't. He just trusts his Kala mentality to take him all the way. And, like, of course he would. He's not gonna train at it. He's not gonna learn. He's not gonna practice like the rest of the heroes do. And also, like, if you ever pointed out his technical deficiencies, he would just kill you, uh, which is just even more reasons he won't learn to get any better. And also one more reason it would, you know, one more aspect of his suckitude. But still, I just, it was hard not to enjoy seeing him just get into it. Because the Cala mentality equals metal. Like, yeah, okay, it's an obvious move, but seeing them take that obvious move and just do it so earnestly and create something that Garza actually likes. I don't know. It just, it put a smile on my face and I hope we get to see him lament that he doesn't get more chances to rock out because, I don't know, I want to see his guitar make a return. That'd be great.
1: When we saw him in the preview with the guitar, I thought maybe it would be like his song this week, if not Sayo's because it was her episode so they kind of threw me two red herrings on this one
0: that said I I really do hope it's a preview of his character song like just him and Crunchula doing uh, a I don't know in my head like you mentioned the duet and in my head it's a anything you can do I can do better and it's just except it's you know metal versus violin I don't know that'd be fun
1: have you ever seen an electric violin
0: the ones that are just kind of hollow and they're just like the frames?
1: No, there there's these like big crazy metal ones. Let's see if I can find one. like the only ones click. I've
0: ever really seen are are like they're really small or, or just kind of like the frame.
1: I've I've seen this one that was this like huge metal horrifying thing. Like it it looked like some kind of sentai villain weapon yeah i'm not i'm not finding it oh that's a. Shame. also i'm
0: finding out that there is such a thing as midi violins and that's amazing
1: oh wait i found it
0: because <laughs> that is amazing, midi man. interface violins that's that's astounding and oh my goodness that thing's amazing we're gonna have to we're gonna have to put a, a link to that in the thing NR as mentioned because everyone needs to look at that because yeah it definitely
1: like that's the thing that I want Crunchula to be playing
0: yeah absolutely because that definitely looks like the the electric violin to end the world that's wow that's cool also okay to to get back to the thing before I just start talking about all sorts of weird electric violins okay I have to preface this by saying I know it's going to sound like I'm busting on Tomatomo's actor I am not I'm I'm being very honest in my praise here. I just really appreciate that while the character and the actor can sing and sing pretty good, it's one of those things that, you know, he sings pretty good for like a karaoke bar regular or something. You know, he's got the knack for singing. He's good at singing, but it's clearly not his thing. Like I don't know what the actor's thing is, the character's thing is esports, but like I bet if you get a couple in him and you go to a karaoke place, he'd be the biggest mycog around. And I don't know. It feels like I know more about Tame away from his gaming. And that's neat. I if he's gonna be great at one thing, I wanna know what his second thing is. What's his hobby? Cause like, honestly, Tomatomo's Loki one of the more interesting characters to me even as I am pretty sure he'll join the ranks of yellows who don't get to do a whole lot, but make an impression regardless.
1: Yeah. I mean, he he is getting an episode next week. The next episode is uh, Okay, his. cool. Um, so I, I am hoping that he gets a couple of really good episodes. Because, uh, I mean, his first episode was very good, but I feel like he really hasn't gotten... Re- well, he got uh, he got Reset button. Yeah, yeah. So we, we got his first episode... We got reset button, and now this. I kind of- I, I hope he gets maybe, like, three more. That'd be nice. I feel like that'll put him in a good place for a yellow, along with kind of all of his background stuff. Mm. I just- I still feel really bad for Spada, who got nothing, nothing. in Q-Ranger. He got the shortest end of that stick.
0: Which, you know, I get it, but also, like, mmm
1: I mean I get it because the the writer clearly only wanted to write Stinger and yep. Naga and no one else. But I mean like you know like Hammy and Garu and Raptor they all at least had something.
0: But like yeah, Spada got next to nothing. I think he w- he got like a subplot in someone else's episode. So
1: he he got the when we when there was Eris, like she was into him for, oh, like, right. one episode.
0: Yeah.
1: And then he, in in the early thing, he had, like, a subplot in Raptor's episode that he was kind of, like, the antagonist of that because he didn't want her to, like, be a Kira Major because he was worried she would get hurt. Mm. And those are the only two things he did in the whole
0: show. Yeah, basically. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I, I just, I feel for him. Because he, he was really interesting. Yeah,
0: he had a lot, he, like, had a cool thing, he had
1: um, but it was really cute to see Sayo get to do the, the kiramekin when Mabushina told her the transmitter was ready and, you know, have her be the one to get the idea to cancel out the noise pollution by playing Yukiya's song to try and, like, show him how great it is. And her little drum solo at the end of the song was very, very yeah,
0: it cute. it really was.
1: And I just, like, I adore the random people out in the streets who were just, like, going about their day. And then they just hear the song and, I mean, like, obviously they were, like, in pain because of the monster first. But instead of going about their day once that stops, they, like, stay there and dance for a while. Yeah. Like, I yeah, feel that. really
0: good. Like, way to show us, also, who's on the side of the people. And also, like, those are just some really cool people. Hearing a good jam that just puts them in a good mood and they start dancing in the street. Like, I am all about that. That's really beautiful.
1: Um, also, just all of them being so tired at the end because they stayed up until like five in the morning trying to learn this song that they all just like literally just pass out on benches was very cute. I, I can oh, relate. same.
0: Like i I, I know you you can go a little harder on that than I can, but like even I've been there. They deserve that nap. They were practicing all night, and while in the abstract that's cool, yo body. Yeah, don't bodies require things.
1: Kids, don't do that. Please go yeah. to sleep. Trust and, like, me. You,
0: you know it's gonna feel like, oh, but I can just keep going and it won't be a big thing, but just, you, the work won't be as good. Like, just get some sleep, recharge, come back to it fresh.
1: Also, I love that during the actual ending theme performance, Takamichi just wanders in while everyone's playing and they're all like, what are you doing? And then just kind of roll with it because it's like he's just like this.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. How are you gonna fight him?
1: It's he's fine. He's not disrupting anything. He's just having. Yeah, a good he's, time. he's a little
0: confused, but he's got the spirit. And like, look, you get partial credit for that. If you got the spirit, I uh, can't get mad. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it on the coverage of the specifics. Uh, do we have any? Do we have any like last minute thoughts to wrap things up? Um, just
1: one thing these two episodes really kind of drove home for me is the fact that right now we have both a Sentai and Rider airing that are both really about the positive power of creative works cause I mean Saber is about writing Cure Major has been very much about drawing and theater and now music and how all of these things can create a positive change in the world and it's nice to see that
0: yeah, it really is. Like, it's a good thing to put out there because we're all seeing more and more during these quarantines that this whole idea that culture or, or your humanity or just all these abstract things are something extra. Like, we need to take that idea and just throw it out the window because it, it needs to go the way of, say, pretending that retail workers aren't as, you know, they aren't worth being paid a living wage or or things like that. Like, again, we have tons of retail workers out there risking their lives to keep essential goods in circulation, and we have bunches of creatives keeping us sane while everything's on fire and reminding us of the good things that make being human more than just an exercise in primate screeches and violence. Like, it's good. It's good to be reminded of the things that make us human. Because we're more than just these things that produce. But in, in less dire-seeming pronouncements, um, I do want to throw out that at some point during the character album arc, because I'm really hoping that we're just going to have a lot of musical episodes, at some point we're going to get uh, like an earworm Jaman which takes the form of, like, an evil sapient pop song, perhaps Crunchulous. I don't know, that just won't leave people's heads. They just...
1: That would be great. Like, I'd love that to be a much more lighthearted version of that episode where in Ryu Soldier, where Asuna had the the monster, like, with its tail around her heart. (laughs) Exactly.
0: It's like, it's the same thing, but it's like a tail around your brain, but also you don't have to do, like, scary surgery and maybe have maybe get convinced to murder your friend on accident. Man, Nada was intense. We <laughs> have soldiers a fun oh, senti, f- but when it went yes, hard,
1: but, uh, oh boy. Yeah.
0: Um and finally uh do we have any did we did you find any references in these episodes cuz I, I I wasn't sure about a few, but you're you usually much better about them than I am.
1: Um, I'm not sure if the fact that the dude's head is a safe is a Lupot reference. Mm. It's probably not, because I went back to look at the gangler safes, and they're... The buttons are in the same general area, but they're in kind of a triangle shape, in like a like a half-pyramid sort of formation, where his were in a square. Uh, so I, I don't think it's a direct reference but safe monsters were such a prominent thing in lupot that it felt weird not to at least bring it up
0: and there was just there was a couple moments where it was you know where they had uh senna and sayo just in the back so it was just the red yellow and blue up front and the that's who the lupin rangers were so I, i don't know but yeah
1: it's again. I'm not. I'm not sure anything was a direct reference. Cause again, like there were, there was like thieves, but there was five of them, so I don't know. And they weren't like phantom thieves, really. They were more like they seem more like Robin Hood ish thieves in the play, like modern, more modern ish Robin Hood thieves. So I'm not sure if anything was supposed to be a Lupot reference. But safe monsters were the thing in Lupot. And this was a safe
0: monster. Look, I'm here for it.
1: So, covering my bases.
0: Alright. Then, uh, any other other last-minute thoughts before we wrap things up?
1: Uh, not really. Just cute episodes. We may have a couple more cute breather episodes before we kind of barrel back into the plot.
0: Looking forward to them. Especially if they can find a way to, uh, massage in some, uh, some more musical bits, because... Look, I realize that it, it can be kind of awkward, but also it can be kind of cute, so...
1: I mean, like, look, e- even if it kind of is kind of awkward, as long as it's fun and cute, I don't care how awkward it is.
0: But yeah, on that, uh, from all of us here at Laser Knees and the rest of the TOL <laughs> Network, I'm Alessia.
1: And I'm sorry
0: And shine on, crazy diamonds.